Welcome to the Joyful Journey podcast. If you're looking for more clarity in your life, clarity of purpose or how to activate that purpose, and you are someone who wants to operate from your highest self to be a force for good you know this world craves, then this is the show for you. I'm Anita Adams, your host and guide to finding clarity and creating a life you love. Let's tap into our inner wisdom, access our highest self, and unleash joy. As we do this, we raise our vibration and heighten the collective consciousness. And that, my friend, is the joyful journey. Let's dive in. Hey, Joyful Journeyer, Anita Adams here, your host. And today I'm so pleased to introduce you to Morgan Rockwell. Morgan is a spiritual coach and a certified Akashic Records practitioner and healer. She works with the Akashic Records primarily to assist others in mending their broken hearts, bringing more love and joy into their lives so they can create a life aligned with their heart's inner calling. When I learned about Morgan's ability to read the Akashic Records, I invited her as a guest to the show so she can teach us a little bit about this ancient practice. So welcome, Morgan. Thank you so much for being here with us today. I, I, I value your time. I value this gift that you have. And I have to, I have to tell, tell our listeners that I had such a beautiful opportunity to actually just work with Morgan before doing this interview. She did a, an Akashic reading on me and it was very profound and so interesting. So thank you for that, for that gift and for the gift of your time to share more of your wisdom with our audience. Welcome. Thank you so much for that lovely welcome. I'm so happy to be here and I'm really, really just overjoyed you enjoyed your reading experience too it was super cool i've never i've never done anything like that before so this is my first exposure to um mm -hmm. the akashic records and to having a reading like that and it was really profound and and uh, you've given me a lot to think about and i'm just i continue to be mystified by what is our world? What are, what's in this universe? What's possible? The infinite possibilities for ourselves and, and the wisdom that we can tap into. And I just find it so beautiful and rich. So I, I want to start somewhere, um, fairly basic, I suppose, because I didn't and I still don't fully get what are the Akashic records. Can you describe that so I can have a better understanding? And, and I imagine there's a few other people out there that are kind of wondering too, like what, what are exactly are the Akashic Records? Absolutely. And I love that you actually stated part of my definition in your previous um, couple of sentences. <laughs> so the Akashic Records are an energetic field of infinite possibilities. Oh. <laughs> and so every deed, thought, um, action from the inception of your soul is recorded in the Akashic records. Um, the story goes that they were written by Metatron and he was an angel who is the right hand of God. And the reason Metatron wrote them is he was also human. So he understands humanness. And so he can relay the Akashic records in terms our human brain can receive. So within the Akashic records, it is just this beautiful field of infinite possibilities where we can go in 
And you can seek guidance about any and all areas of your life. For example, you can ask about, hey, I'm starting a new business. Like, I'm thinking about this direction. Which direction is most aligned for me? What are the what are the next steps I need to take? Or as I work with a lot of people mending broken hearts, they're trying to navigate their way maybe through a separation or through a divorce and are wanting to look at some steps and places that they can go to um, ease their suffering, bring some more joy into their life, um, maybe where they can get a new job. The sky's the limit. You can ask all sorts of questions within the records. Okay, so... So it's almost like I, I have this visual in my in my mind that there's this mm-hmm. space out here around us that all these records and possibilities are in and we we can just kind of reach in and almost grab them and and get information like I, I see like. I guess it's the word records, like it's something written yeah. that is pulled down. And it's like where you're reading, you're accessing it. This is what this record says. Is that Am I- yeah, they're often referred to as a library. Like they're often depicted okay. as a very archaic library or a beautiful gold book, right? And right now the veil is so thin. I believe everyone can access their records. Knowing the way to get in to access your records where you're speaking with the authentic guardians, the highest light vibration guardians of the records is where it becomes really um, important to make sure you're established a really clean and clear connection um, and getting that clear and accurate information from your records. Okay, you said something just now that I have to question. Um, you said right now the veil is so thin. What do you mean? Yeah, so like back in ancient times to access the records, you had to be a shaman, somebody with really intrinsic psychic powers, innate, um, spiritually very evolved, right? Um, nowadays, that veil that is held those other energetic realms above us is very thin. So a lot more people are awakening to their intuitive or psychic abilities. And this includes accessing the records. And to give you a little more clear picture. So we're all pretty familiar with like fortune tellers or getting, you know, your palm read or that old, you know, picture of a psychic with a crystal ball. Most psychics do not read from the realm of the Akashic, and they're going to give you a predictive reading. Um, They're going to say things like, well, I see you being married in a couple of years or getting a new car, these type of things. Well, working from these higher realms, it's a very interactive experience. And so reading from this is more based upon your very specific soul's choices to evolve. Okay, and uh, interesting, you landed on the word evolve because I was going to ask, is that, does that, is the veil thinner now because we as a species have evolved more and we have a, a heightened awareness? Is that what you're saying? I think the veil, I think it goes both ways. The veil is more thin because we are more evolved and we are evolving more because the veil is thinner. Okay. And so we're really being called to step up to this call of action to evolve. Our souls are, you know, this sort of universal call to evolve is happening. That's exciting. And I agree. Mm-hmm. I do. So I really, yeah, I really, I feel it. I feel that there is a greater awareness, a heightened awareness about the possibilities, about who we really are and our connection mm-hmm. to source and or God or whatever, whatever that word is um, for you. Sure. 
which is really, um, it, it gives me hope. It gives me hope for our, our future, you know, and our, it for does. our world. So. And part of it is the way we have evolved, like you're saying, as a human race, right? So we're we're not necessarily living to survive any longer. Sure, we all have periods where we're kind of stuck in survival mode or things are harder than others. But in reality, we have developed so much technology. We're not hunting for our food. We have all of this extra time to grow in a way that maybe some of our ancestors did not because they were busy doing things that now we have some sort of assistance with. Does that make sense? It does make sense. And that's a really interesting and positive spin on the advancement of technology because often I think Mm -hmm. that um, the advancement of technology is uh, slowing us down spiritually or getting in the way spiritually. But you're saying something quite different. You're saying the advancement of technology is enabling us to have more time so we can work on our spiritual growth. I like that. And, and am I, I am hearing you correct in what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And if you look at it from the other side of the coin, like you can reach more people too. Um, I love doing um, guided meditations as recorded and people can listen to them and receive that healing. Um, I can access a number of people. I can share that healing with however many people want to download it for free rather than seeing one person at a time for a few you know hours of my day and i feel like technology definitely has its downside but it can also accelerate this evolution if we intend to use it in that way right that makes perfect sense i love that um, so can anyone access the akashic records I believe so. And my teacher is a firm believer of that. Um, Again, it's about understanding how to get into it and best spiritual practices. You have to obviously abide by spiritual laws. Um, And so it's not only about developing your spiritual gifts. Um, If that makes sense, it's not because spiritual gifts are not the end goal. They are a byproduct of us evolving and doing our work and connecting with source or God, whatever your word is, in a different way. And that byproduct is those spiritual gifts. And so the more you do your work and understand those laws and begin to embody that, those gifts begin to open up. Yeah, I believe that too. Something that I really enjoyed in the the reading that we you and I did, and I th- I, th- I think it's uh, really important in so many other areas of our life. Is uh, so when we when Morgan sat with me, she got me to close my eyes, take some deep breaths, and walk me through a, a, a beautiful little visualization process. But the the goal was to get to my heart center, to mm-hmm. really find that that openness and the expansion in the heart and that's when you can receive if if that if i'm interpreting this correctly that's when you you can receive and be open to the messages and and open to sharing i guess with with you and 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 accessing the akashic records and i find that really interesting because i talk about that a lot myself um, mm-hmm. And accessing inner wisdom, you know, and tapping into that that space within, that source within us. In order to do that, we have to have an open and expansive heart. And then to hear you talk about that to access the Akashic Records, I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's, it comes down to that. It really, it's always about 
Well, and the heart is that, that space of love, right? That, that openness and willingness. And it's really beautiful. You mentioned that because we often think about accessing higher information and higher realms through our head, right? Like that third eye chakra, the crown chakra, it's very depicted in that fashion, but that sacred space that we, um, you can call your heart, we call your heart space. And it is just below your heart chakra and above your solar plexus. That's the sweet spot. And that is considered the sacred seed of your soul. So when you are there, that's how you can access your Akashic records. That's how you can access your inner wisdom. And it's a place we tend to avoid based on not wanting to feel through life sometimes or detaching from something that maybe doesn't feel uncomfortable or we flip into um, reaction mode, right? And so even just breathing, anytime you think about it and sitting in that space is going to ground you and center you. If you have to have a difficult conversation with your boss or a loved one, come from your heart space and you're going to be allowing that inner wisdom from your soul to be coming through the conversation and assist you in coming out of reactive mode or going into fight or flight. Um, so I, it's just a beautiful tool that anyone can use all day long, every day that they think about it. Can you walk us through your um, process to accessing that heart space? Yeah. And it can be, it can be very simple. I know um, if you want, I can walk you through what we did for the reading. Yeah, um, I think that would yeah, be helpful. Okay. Yeah. This is like a little bit more complex, but okay. we'll just go ahead and do it and everyone can just close their eyes. If you're, if you are listening to this and driving, <laughs> put it on pause. That's what I was just saying. I was like, if you're driving or operating heavy machinery, let's go ahead and come back to this. <laughs> exactly. I say that in all of my meditation. And ev- so. everybody else listen to Morgan and, and and we'll yeah. walk through this process. Okay. Great. So those of you in a safe space, go ahead and just get yourself comfortable. You can sit down, you can lie down, whatever feels right and true for you. Go ahead and just close your eyes and take a deep breath in. And on the exhale, just imagine, sense, or feel your energy start to sink down into your heart space. And that heart space is located at the tip of your sternum, right where the ribs begin to split. Um, that's nestled between the heart chakra and below the heart chakra and above the solar plexus. Just imagine taking a cozy seat in your heart space. And then from up above, you're going to sense, feel, imagine a giant bucket of golden source energy. And as that bucket tips, it's going to spill down to the crown of your head, through the crown chakra, through your third eye, It's gonna work its way down your face, through the throat chakra. It's gonna work its way down the front of your chest, down your back. It's going to pool in your heart space and just wrap around you like it's giving you a big hug. It's going to continue down your torso, through your lower chakras, down your legs, and down to the bottom of your feet. As it reaches the bottom of your feet and the tips of your toes, it's going to activate your grounding roots that are coming out of the bottom of your feet. And these roots are going to work their way down through every layer of the earth's crust, down, down, and they're going to connect into the molten core of the earth. This is Mother Earth's heart chakra. And Gaia, or Mother Earth, 
is going to send up a beautiful crystalline elixir a pink rose quartz. It's going to come up through the roots, all the way through the earth, back up into your feet, where it's going to work its way up your legs, through your hips and torso, and it's going to reach your heart space, and it's going to pool and mix with the great source energy and wrap itself all around you. And go ahead and sit and continue to breathe, knowing that you are protected and connected as above, so below, 360 degrees all around. Beautiful. Mm. It's very grounding. And what mm-hmm. does that take, like, two minutes to, to Oh, do? yeah. Yeah. It's a quick process. And even if you don't feel you have those two minutes, even just two or three breaths to get down into that heart space and imagine yourself just sitting, you can sit in a lotus flower, you can sit on the floor, you can sit, Mm -hmm. just take that cozy seat and just get yourself really connected to that heart space. Um, It shifts the energy really quickly. It does shift the energy quickly, doesn't it? That's a, a beautiful practice. Uh, I like your suggestion to use that if you're ever entering into a difficult situation to help get you grounded, to help get you centered, and and in operating from that that heart center, that place of love. I often tell my clients to um, pause and choose love. You know, when they're making mm-hmm. a, a choice, whatever the choice is, to ask. What would love choose? This would be a great exercise to help you get to that place of Mm -hmm. centering in your heart and then asking what would love choose in this situation? Yeah, and it does help us connect us into our own power, which gives us a little bit more confidence. Often when we're entering in a difficult conversation or situation, um, it's easy to step out of our power because we're afraid or we're nervous or Mm -hmm. we don't feel we are good enough to accomplish whatever is in front of us. And so really connecting back just gives a little support behind you. Yeah. Beautiful. And super easy, super easy Mm -hmm. to do. Super easy. Um, Thank you for walking us through that. And I'm I'm actually going to, I'm going to practice that a little bit more when I go into nature, I'm going to try the experience when I um, I'm outside on my nature walks and, because I like the idea of, of feeling the earth come up through through my feet and into my body too. It's a it's a lovely visual, a really lovely yeah. visual. So, and you. it helps you to be connected above and below. It's really and it's that yeah. that great I am is that masculine represents the masculine, and then Mother Earth obviously is the feminine. So really feeling connected and balanced yeah. is a nice. Very cool. Good. Um, okay, coming back to the Akashic Record, something that you did. Um, in our our reading was ask for permission um, and I had to give my name and then we had to ask for, for permission. Can you tell me a little bit more about why that's important? It's part of the like the sacred spiritual laws, right? Like everyone's records are their own privacy. And so you need to have permission in order to read their records. And I think that's really beautiful. Um, that's not to say, you know, I have lots of intuition. I get hits around people all the time. I might get vision. I might get a knowing, I might hear something. Um, and I just 
become a curious observer when that happens, because I'm really not going to relay any information unless I have their permission. And I think that keeps things very high vibrating. It allows a lot of trust between the practitioner and the person who is getting a reading or a healing. It allows that, um, it just has a bridge of trust. So you're, you as a practitioner are asking for permission from um, my spirit guides to access my soul records. Is that, is that correct? Yes. So the, the records have what's called the guardians and the guardians are ascended masters, ascended teachers and loved ones. And loved ones can be any past loved ones that you've had in your ancestral lineage or your soul lineage. And they all have to be of the highest light and vibration in order to hold space because the records are so sacred. And so this, we call them the masters, teachers, and loved ones. I find that to be a mouthful. So I just call them the guardians of the records. Mm -hmm. So I'm asking, I'm, I'm asking permission from the guardians to access your records with your permission. And they're the ones that allow that to happen. And so when I'm in your records, I'm speaking with them to facilitate a conversation with you. Yeah. Okay. Um, So if I wanted to access my records on my own, say I developed that ability to, to, to do that, Mm -hmm. would I have to ask for permission as well? Okay, so I'm. You I'm ask still... your guardians permission to open your records okay. to receive love, support, and whatever. And okay. so, yeah, okay. very, very interesting. And when you get um, the information, how how does how do how do you know it's coming from from the guardians and not just your imagination? Right. So again, this takes um, a lot of trust. And in the beginning, you're going to feel like when you're getting your own intuitive hits, like you're going to make, you're making it up. And I often tell people, if you feel like you're making it up, you know, it's from your guides. Um, If you feel like you're making it up, you know, it's from your guides. Yeah. Because we tend to question things that resonate that, that just come to us so quickly. The actual definition of intuition is without reason. So without reason is in the definition. And so we can't explain it. And then all of a sudden our mind wants to jump in and say, Hey, wait, I need to rationalize this. This doesn't make any sense. Um, we all receive information in different ways. Some of us see it. Some of us hear it. Um, some of us just know it. Most of us feel it. Imagine you walk into a room and you can just understand the vibe, right? You're like, wow, this is great. These are my people. Or you walk into a dark alley and you're like, get me out of here. That's that intuition speaking through clairsentient. Um, You can have smell and taste. Those are less common. Um, So really understanding the way your intuition is speaking to you is, is kind of the first step because we're all intuitive beings. And then the second is to trust your intuition. And that can be a very difficult process because often the things that have burnt us in life that have caused us pain or suffering didn't happen because somebody did them to us is because we didn't listen to our intuition around a situation. And so we tend to not trust ourselves. As far as like me accessing the Akashic Records, it does. It's like anything, a meditation practice. It takes time and practice to understand when you're connecting. And so like my guides sound very different than your guides who sound very different than somebody else's guides. So you begin to understand how everyone's guardians work and how they relate information to you. And I know my channels of how information comes in 
And so if something's coming in in a way that I'm not expecting, I will check in and say, hey, is this really coming from the records? Where is this coming from? And so really just cultivating that relationship with your records, with your intuition is how you're going to build that trust back again. Okay, that's interesting. Now, do you do you feel like you have a spirit guide that works with you all the time to access the Akasha records, or are you are you dealing with different guides every time you you go in? No, so like I have spirit guides that I work with outside of the records, and then I have um, I have a very specific way I work in the records. But if I want to pull in somebody's else, if I want to talk to Isis or Buddha or Jesus, and I want them to come in and guide me, you can call them in. Mm. Um, so we all have our own guides. And then you can, a lot of people love working with angels. A lot of people love working with Archangel Metatron or Archangel Michael, Raphael, yeah. whomever you can call them in and give and start to work on your relationship with them too. Um, I think a lot of people get hung up like, oh, do I have guides? I don't know who they are. I don't know, you know, like, yeah. And it's not so much about identifying them, but understanding how they're speaking to you. And that's where you can start playing with on your own. Like, show me how you're, you're giving me signs. We ask for signs all of the time. And we either want like a signier sign or something that's brighter and bigger um, rather than neon. neon. This is it. You know, we want it all written out for us. And, you know, I'm even guilty of that still with all of my ability to access the records and things. Sometimes like I just really, and so like my guardians will play with me and I'm like, okay, I really need to know if this is the correct thing, send me an ambulance by and let it have its sirens on in the next day, like, or something like that in the next few hours, get real specific with the sign you want. Um, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Start playing with your guides about how they're showing you information and signs. Yeah. Okay. So I've got a question about, um, the work you do and what I'm doing with when I access my spirit guides. Like I, I think I've shared with you that I, I do some spiritual writing and I, mm-hmm. I sit down and I, uh, and I, uh, and I'm, I'm always so reluctant to use the word channel. It just sounds. You do channel. It feels awkward to say that. Like, I believe we all have this ability to communicate totally. directly. Um, so and channel, I guess for me sounds is a word that I feel like people who have been gifted a specific thing sure. to do mm-hmm. this. And I just, so I just have a, a discomfort with, with the word. And I know I need to own this process yeah. and be proud that I've I've developed a, an ability, but I think we can all develop that ability. Anyways, I'm, I'm derail, derailing myself. What I wanted to ask is what I'm doing with my spiritual writing is that am I am I actually accessing the Akashic records when I do that or is that different? It's a little bit different in the fact that unless you can have an innate ability to access your records. And that isn't to say if you haven't formally opened them, you can receive information. And I see you personally sometimes getting records from your your information, um, information from your records. And what I'm hearing to tell you to call it is you are not channeling, you are advocating for your subconscious mind. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I am advocate. I can accept that. I am advocating for my subconscious mind. mind. Okay. So what you're doing when you're writing is you move that conscious mind out of the way by keeping it busy. And so 
information from your subconscious mind. Your subconscious mind is connected to your higher self, which is connected to your soul, which is all this information that is recorded into the Akashic records. So as you develop, it's like any sort of muscle, right? You have to continue. Your spiritual writing is a practice. You have to do it in order for it to continue to flow and to gain more insights and to access that subconscious mind more rapidly and get more information from it. And so, yes, I believe there are bits that coming come through there from your Akashic records without having to go through a formal process of opening them and closing them. Okay, interesting. And and I do have actually a formal process, and and that mm-hmm. includes, you know, giving thanks first, and then inviting specific spirit guides to mm-hmm. um, absolutely with me and guide me. So yeah, and. Yeah. It's, it's, that's your process and it does, your guides are of high vibration. They are giving you information from the Akashic records. And um, that's very beautiful that you've had that um, spiritual tool developed and that gift is um, coming out in you. Yeah, it, it is really, it's beautiful. I, and I feel that the veil is lifting more and more, the more I do it. And I, and I, again, I think it's something that we can all develop by putting the time into into that and and allowing opening your heart like you you were talking Mm -hmm. about like that's such a beautiful practice to enable to be able to receive to be able to receive Mm -hmm. so very cool i can see um like that whole heart-centered thing and i i totally get now why you specialize in working with people that have 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 had broken hearts because it's hard to open your heart when it's been broken. And so it's a, it's a beautiful gift you're giving to people by helping them to open that heart space so that they can, they can receive and uh, you being a guide with them on that, that journey. So beautiful. I'm, I'm glad there are people like you in the world that are offering those kind of services because it, it doesn't, it's not easy when you've had a broken heart. It's not easy to to allow that space, and and it makes it a lot easier when you've got a, a caring soul like yourself to to create the space and um, and and the safety to do that. I felt when we did our exercise, I, I just I felt like I was in really good hands, in loving hands, caring hands, <laughs> and that. Uh, so much more was coming through because you're you are creating the space for for your clients and it's just a it's a beautiful gift to be able to do that and that 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 is something that i don't think everybody can well they can do but you've developed as a the ability you have that innately in you that that ability to create space for others to enable more to be received so it's beautiful <laughs> you so much and i i just feel so blessed to be in this work because i mean i think it's something we humans all have in common i think throughout anybody's life at one point or another something has caused their heart to be broken something or someone and um i it it's sad to see people who do go through the rest of their life with that wall around their heart or with a bit of a block up or they don't maybe necessarily allow themselves to connect with a love that really serves them, even in a form of self-love. And um, just going through my own journey of struggling through that, I thought, hey, if I can reach the point where I'm at with all I've been through, certainly other people's 
people will benefit from this as well. Yeah. So what what is your journey, actually? What got you into the Akashic Records doing this work? So it was a moment in my life where I really didn't know what to do. I was in a very difficult situation. I was in a, a marriage that turned pretty unsupportive and pretty toxic. And I was married to somebody in their country of birth, but it was not my country. And through the evolution, my children were born in this particular country as well. And so coming up to how am I going to separate and remain, like I still would see the rest of my life. And I'm like, well, I deserve to be happy. This can't go on forever. I'm feeling very trapped and like a prisoner here. Um, this is not what I want for me. But I have these two little people that I have to care for. And um, wow, we live in two different countries. And so I really... It, I could not seek enough of somebody else's opinion and feel comfortable about basing decisions for my life on other people's advice. Um, not even a really great psychic reading could help me. Um, and I thought, you know what? I really need to figure out a way to turn in more deeply. And I've always been interested in the Akashic Records. And I came across... Um, who is my current teacher now, then um, she runs courses. She teaches people how to get into the Akashic Records. And I thought, you know what? It's my time to step up and build this trust within myself because I have lost every bit of trust of myself when I kind of woke up in this situation. You know, I kind of fell asleep at my life through all of these things, these changes that had taken place. And so I was able to utilize the Akashic records to give me kind of like a how to, to get out of this in a very safe, in a very um, loving way that was in the highest good for all of us involved. And it, it didn't take the course that I had first hope, but now I see that that makes sense. And there's still more to unfold. Like, so I'm still living here in Portugal um, where my boys were born and their father is. And that is, you know, I had wanted to go home to the U S but in the end of the day, I could, I really can see. Um, and that was one of the first things the, the guardians showed me when I found out I couldn't get home was just the beauty of how it would turn out with me being here, even though it felt like anything but beautiful. And so having that faith and trust in what the Akashic Records had done for me up until that point, I was able to heal through that moment more quickly. And then I've been able to utilize that to continue to heal because the transition, there's always the before the event, the event, and then the after. And these three phases really need to be addressed as far as healing is concerned in order to move forward, forward fully and open your heart up again to love. Otherwise we can be very closed down. And it was just always a goal of mine to move forward with an open heart and to live my life aligned with my soul's purpose and to the fullest. And I couldn't do that feeling so broken inside about all of these external circumstances. And so I have managed to do that. And I'm still on my way of how this is going to all unfold and learning more every month that goes by every day that goes by every week that goes by. And um, I was just really called to write out my story and look back and say, hey, wow, I really know there's lots of people that can benefit from this. And so I jumped shift. I had been in um, 
I use the Akashic Records only for myself, but I had been in traditional Chinese medicine with a fertility special for years and years and years. Mm -hmm. And so I've gone fully into just working um, to assist others in mending their broken heart. Wow, that's really, uh, really powerful. And it, it is uh, a big leap of faith to, to jump out from one um, career path and, and, uh, and into something else. But it sounds to me like you were listening to the to that guidance to, mm-hmm. to do that. And, and when you when you listen to that guidance, there's a confidence that comes with it, too, even though sometimes self doubt comes in yeah. like that, like we were talking earlier, I, I get waves of the self doubt. And yet I know I'm on the right path. <laughs> and it's because of that inward looking journey and, and connecting with what I like to call my soul voice. Um, and it sounds like the work that you're doing is also uh, the work that you've done personally is about connecting to that, that mm-hmm. wisdom, whether it's a, you know, the, uh, the Akashic um, records, wisdom, the wisdom within, whether those are one of the same or connected. I, I think they're certainly connected. They're linked, yeah. Yeah, they're linked. Uh, and there's there's a lot of empowerment in that. You know, when you learn to to do that, and I love that you're teaching people how to access that that space of um, of openness and love and 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 find the answers from within. Find the answers. Yeah, because I think one of the things that happens from a broken heart is our source of love gets really displaced. Yeah. And um, myself specifically, but many people that I have come across weren't necessarily taught from the get-go that the source of love is always within us. And, and so really assisting others and building those internal foundations like you're talking about, regardless of what you call it, when you have those internal foundations built with your own source of love, your own, you know, guides, whatever you want to call it, your own spirit voice, as you do your writing, like you begin to trust that more and you're going to trust yourself more. And so by really reconnecting that internal source of love repairs trust very um, deeply. And that's more as what allows us to move forward in love than just bringing in more love is we really need to have that deep trust repaired on a foundational level. Yeah, hundred percent agree. And you become unshakable. Yeah, and exactly. The, and there's so much happening in our lives and in the world that can make us shakeable, that can rattle us. Yes. When you tap into that, when you have that foundation, you become unshakable. You do. And it's really beautiful because you know, no matter what's coming through your world is not going to be shattered to bits again in the same fashion it was because you have this, this foundation under you that didn't exist before. Exactly. So how, how would somebody work with you? Like, what would that look like? Is that, do you do, um, you obviously do readings um, Mm -hmm. with people. So is that like, is it mostly um, one-offs or do you have programs that you offer? Like what, walk us through what kind of services you offer. Sure. So I have a myriad of services and I generally don't do only readings. I typically do healings. Okay. On the Akashic records. I will do readings for people, but I don't feel like you get like me telling you, you have patterns you need to heal is not the same as me bringing you through a healing and healing those patterns right there in the moment. Um, that's going to be a completely different, like shifting experience. So I create 
Um, I do a lot of free stuff. So you have free audio healings, like I was talking about activations where you can just listen to and receive those healings. I'll do a lot of masterclass series on um, different um, categories around assisting mending your broken heart. And then I usually have like some smaller offers. Um, The one that I've been working with recently, which is kind of a little bit in the advantage of spring energy, but also um, really necessary for those who are ready to just kind of like begin their healing journey and really jumpstart it. It's doing a a love journey uh, clearing and recalibration. So we kind of clear out any trauma, anything associated with their previous love journey, which is the sum total of events that have contributed to how you give and receive love up until the point and reconnect that love source again. Um, but then I do predominantly like coaching. So I'll do like, I have like a big six month program because when you go through a very world shattered situation, it didn't happen overnight and you're not going to repair it overnight. And um, so I tried to build different tiers in there based on my own personal experience. Like I would have loved to have somebody hold my hand for six months after I had my world fell apart to bits, you know, yeah. um, So, um, but for the people who are wanting to do it bits at a time, because let's face it, healing a broken heart can be really scary. And so when a pattern comes up and something's ready to be healed, great, let's do it. And then if they need some time, then the next layer is going to come up and they're willing to look at that. Mm -hmm. And so the more people are able to do one little layer at a time and build that trust, like you're saying, you need to have a trust with somebody in order to receive healing from them. Um, I typically have people go like smaller, smaller clearings, healings, and then they'll go into like a longer package. Right. Wonderful. And how would uh, anybody listening to this uh, connect with you if they wanted to um, book a session or learn more about your Yeah. So my website's super easy. It's morganrockwell.com. And um, at the moment, it's not a fancy site, but it's got all of the ways that they can work with me. And um, all of the things available. Um, I try and be pretty um, proactive about putting all my events on that page too, but Facebook is another really great place to find me. And that's Morgan Rockwell uh, 111 at facebook.com or whatever the Facebook handle is. And just my name with three ones behind it. And you'll get a lot of the free access to the masterclass there, different specials I'm running um, and things like that. I do a lot of free healings on there. Okay, awesome. We'll we'll include those links in uh, in the show notes. I have to ask, and and I um I I've, I've heard this before that ones are really important. What are what's the significance of three ones? Uh yeah. So that is that is just like that. Um, your angel guide speaking to you, right? Okay. And so you see different like repetitive numbers are also a way that your guides will speak to you. So if you're seeing two 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 three 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 one one one, all of those type of things, you're on the right track. You're on the right path. Right. And, and uh, ones, it, it, it's um, associated with transformation, is it not? Do I have that? Yeah. So this is like your, and your, your, the one, one, one is like you're on your, your journey, you're transforming, you're, you're on the path. Um, I think some of them are associated with numbers. Some of them associated with like angels sending you different messages. I'm not as great with numerology, but. Um, right. It's interesting though, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's a fun thing to play around with. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. A lot of people connect the, those repetitive numbers to signs and yeah. they are, they're really fun. Like I remember one week I went, like every time I went to the grocery store, it was like 26, 26, 54, 54. I was like, wait a minute, what is, <laughs> you can't plan that. That's, that's insane. <laughs> that's cool. So I was like, okay, what am I missing? What am I, what right. am I not seeing? 
you keep wanting to tell me. <laughs> you got to pay attention to the signs. <laughs> Even if they're not going to be in neon letter- letters. No, I don't think it wasn't neon but... enough. <laughs> Awesome. All right. Well, thank you again, Morgan. So informative, so fun. I, again, really value your time and and enjoyed the reading we had uh, this morning. And I encourage anybody that is uh, feeling like their heart is uh, feeling a little constricted or broken or feeling uh, that they need that uh, some help with the expansion so they can receive to reach out to Morgan and uh, inquire about some of the services that she has and uh, even do, you know, you said that you've got a number of uh, free things on your site as well that people can be introduced to. So check that out get to know Morgan. She's a beautiful soul. And uh, yeah, that's, that's it. Thank you so much again, Morgan and Joyful Journeyer. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for joining me on the Joyful Journey podcast. If anything resonated for you from today's show, or if you are looking for more clarity in your life, clarity of purpose, or how to activate that purpose, then head over to joyfuljourney.ca and become a member of our community. We'll start by sending you a free download of our three guiding principles to inner wisdom, which will give you a great foundation for finding the clarity you are seeking and you'll become part of a growing community of people who are raising the collective consciousness. So head over to joyfuljourney.ca and I look forward to connecting with you directly.